अबतत्य धनुस्वम सहस्राक्ष हे सहस्राक्ष हे शते शुभे इज आर कॉलिंग कॉलिंग भगवान बाय दीज नेम्स ओ यू थाउजेंड आइड वन हंड्रेड आइड वन एंड थाउजेंड आइड वन राधर एंड द वन हु हैज अ हंड्रेड क्विवर्स नॉट हंड्रेड एरोज Each arrow is, you know, each uh, each quiver has hundreds of arrows, and he has hundreds of quivers, and each quiver represents one one lifetime, yeah, of each jiva. So many ways we saw it, enough to become really frightened and quiver, thinking about it, yeah. So that is what we saw, and then so here avatatya, yeah, and so before that, what is that? Pramuncha dhanmanaha dvam. Pramuncha means Please let go of this bow, and by unstringing, ubhayoho, arthniyoho, yo jiam, jiam means string. And then the last part we left out. We have not seen that. Somehow it got left out. Yaha cha te haste ishavaha santi. We have to supply taha paravapa he bhagavaha. You know. So now we have. What have we done? We have made him string the unstring the bow. An unstrung bow cannot be the cause of making me strung out, right? Yeah, because the bow is unstrung, it cannot give me any fear because my karma phalas are not going to come at me, right? So this uh, this bow that is unstrung is a very nice thing. And I am feeling happy, but then I see that there are still arrows around. He may be tempted, like I said early in the, earlier this morning, to take one and hurl it. You know, suddenly Bhagwan becomes not just archer, but javelin. You know, champion, and Bhagwan can hurl this karma pula right at me. So I say, paravapa. Paravapa means yashchate yaha. Whatever issues, yaha ishavaha. Whatever issues, issues means what? Not issues. Issues. Yeah. Issues means arrows. Whatever arrows are there in your hands, oh Bhagavan, what do you do? Bhagavaha here is the Vedic form of vocative case. Bhagavaha. You know there is a when we in the modern uh, um, Bhagavan Shabda you don't have Visarga in the vocative case here we Visarga is it's a Vedic Chandasam and uh, so here he, he, the devotee is saying that I have made you unstring this bow I'm little more feeling secure now because you're not having the way to assail me with the karma phalas but I see all these arrows in your hands. Your hands are holding bunches of arrows. Yaha ishavaha te haste santi. In your hands, whatever arrows are there, taha he bhagavaha taha. All of them paravapa make them disappear. <laughs> yeah. Now you are holding them like this. Hold them like this. You may keep holding them, but you know what? I don't want to look at them. I don't want to see them. Meaning what? I am not. You know, I am immune to the karma phalas. Why? Because I am a devotee now. So I don't want to have them in my line of vision. This is a very important thing because this is all about. You know, because the the thought of karma phala means the results of action is itself so frightening that we spoil our day, we spoil our night, we spoil our whole month, we spoil our whole lifetime. Oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh, you know. 
Why? Why are you so worried? Because Shani has come to this particular house. Where? In my horror scope. Yeah. Poor Shani, limpingly he goes, you know. He's, he's langda. Yeah. He's, he's limps. And uh, he just goes slowly, slowly. That's why he's called Manda. Manda means very slow. Slowly, slowly. And the 12 houses of the zodiac, he takes him 30 years compared to Mercury. Not even 30 days, you know, he's gone. And 3 weeks, Mercury, not even 30 days. And Shani takes 30 years. Aram say he traverses. And then, uh, you know, some people are famous even before they come. So when the Shani comes to the house before mine, you know, before this house, already problems are afoot. You know, Shani is starting to be felt. And then the Jeeva start. this is called seven and a half years of the blessing of Shani Bhagavan. <laughs> this is what it is. And so the Jeeva starts to get frightened. And this frightened Jeeva, oh my God, the Karma Phalas are coming, the Karma Phalas are coming. And in the process, my own agency and my the power of my own thinking, because the horoscope, horoscope is not supposed to be horrible. Yeah, it's not supposed to be horrible. It simply is. It's a blueprint of what may happen. May. But may means what? It is, you're not sitting there without any agency. You have free will or not. You know? Uh, I don't know. You know? <laughs> I'll ask my significant other. Do I have free will? Yeah, if you ask that, they will always say no. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, don't ask. Huh? So, that is not something, this should not be of any doubt. Of course you don't have, you know, you, you don't have any doubt that there is free will. There is free will, of course under mitigated circumstances, but we are not worried about all that. There is free will, you are exercising this free will. And in this active exercise of the free will, you are seeing, you, you know, you can't just sit in one place and say Shani is coming, Shani is coming, Shani is coming. Shani has come, oh no, no, Shani has come, Shani is not going, Shani is not going. Then the whole life gets spoiled because you are not doing anything on your own behalf. That itself is very depressing. But what can I do? You know, think Shani and poor me. You know, this poor me, why me? Very difficult place. It's a place of very sad and troubled victimization. And this victimization is, is a new spelling, is the middle name of every jiva. Yeah, that's what it is. This is, this is the name of every jiva, feeling victimized, disempowered and helpless. And look at this prayer, it's so wonderful. I'm spring your bow, I'm demanding, I'm telling Bhagavan as a devotee, this becomes my prayer. I'll string your bow and hide those arrows. I don't want to see this. Because it's almost like when you don't see the karma phalas looming at you, you have a better chance of managing what let whatever come. That's why it's best, better not to go to these, uh, what are they called? These uh, psychics. Sidekicks. Yeah, that's all it is. And most of them, you know, they are very good at predicting the, the, the past. Yeah, because they'll find out from you only. They'll say, oh, especially these Nadi people. Yeah, everybody, you know, when they go to India, this Nadi, few years back, this Nadi astrology was a huge craze. Huge craze. Everybody will go. And the person will say, don't tell me anything, just yes or no. 
and then the, they badger you with so many questions that you feel you spit out all your details, not only from this life but past life also. If you yeah, your name starts with A, right? Uh, yes or no? No. B, no. C, no. And by the time they come to Z, you are fed up. No, no, no. My name is something. Nalini. You will tie like this, you know. And oh, like that. Okay. So you have two siblings, right? And like this. Yes or no? Then you say no. Oh, one sibling? No. Three? No. Four? No, no, no. I have six brothers and sisters. Anyway, you are just fed up. So you feed them all the information and they find out the date of birth. And so they are very good at predicting what has happened. And then, and then, so that is the free chapter. And then, for there are eleven other chapters. Yeah, just like the Anuvakas in the Rudram. Then you have to pay extra for all that, and not much is revealed. And then, even if they say something, something is revealed. Then also, what this jiva comes home, uh, you know, fully what worried. Oh my God. You know, they may have said some good things also. You will get a pot of gold, you will get a lot of money. But then what will happen? It may be stolen. <laughs> so nobody, <laughs> you know, this is all mixed bag. And so people come home worried about the money which they don't have being stolen. So this is what don't yet have. So this is how it is. You know, the karma phalas in a certain way, if you know what they are, they become a, a source of fear. So if the arrows represent karma phala, you know, it's like, please surprise me, hold them in the back, I don't want to look at them, I'm strong enough and in fact, I don't even need the, to look at them because I am studying Vedanta and when I'm studying Vedanta, all that is in the past, all that is in the future ceases to exist. I am now, you know, very much committed to letting the life unfold in the present and I have full, you know, faith, full shraddha that you will give me the strength to manage what is there. And I have made you, you know, I have made you throw down your bow. I have made the string also go away from it. So what is there to worry about? Those arrows are a little troublesome. Hide them, paravata, make them, put them out of my sight. So that when I see you, I see the truth of myself, a blessing presence that I am in the, in the process of knowing. I am not interested in all the karma phalas, I am not interested in the cycles of the astrology, astronomy, whatever it is. I am willing to let this go. So here the jiva, the devotee here, is invited to reclaim one's agency in the light of all the things that may be assailing the body-mind complex. And so that is what was left out. So that is what I have to say. So paravata means make them go away, disappear. So that one line, that half a line was left. So yaha, te haste in your hands, yaha, whatever, further, cha, yaha, cha, further, whatever in your hands, the arrows are there in your hands, taha, all of them, please make them disappear, O Bhagavan. So Paravata should be taken together, even though it is written separately. Then moving on, we were here, you know. Yeah. Nishirya Shalyana Mukha Shivonaha Sumana Bhavar. Please be a blessing presence after blunting the arrows. The arrows which are supposed to be directed towards me, they are sharp and they are coming at me. What please before you put them, you just 
scratch the surface of them, blunt them so I'm strong enough to take the karma flowers. And then what? The jyam. So jya means what? I told you what jya means. What is jya? String. So vigatam, uh, vigata jya yasmat vijya. You know, so it becomes masculine because it goes with dhanuhu. Vijyam dhanuhu. So vijya means with stringless, unstrung. So now what has happened? The devotee is taking stock of this new understanding of Bhagavan. So Bhagavan is standing there, Rudra is standing there, and Dhanu, the air, the bow is not a not a source of fear because it is Vijyam without string. Okay? Yeah, it is an unstrung bow of who? Kapardin. Kapardin has two meanings. Kapardinaha dhanuhu vijyam syat. So kapardin first means the one with the matted hair, you know, dreadlocks. And the other meaning is very interesting. In English it is called dreadlocks and in Sanskrit kapardina means both the one with dreadlocks and the other meaning is dreaded presence. <laughs> dreaded one. So the, the dreaded one with dreadlocks. Think about this. Yeah. <laughs> very interesting. So the dreaded one, see this is only in our culture we can say all these things to Bhagavan. You know, imagine in some other tradition, you say, oh dreaded one, you know, then they will accuse you of blasphemy. Here we can get away with it because this is, you know, my own dread. I am superimposing there and saying I am frightened of you, look at you. You know, here you are, you know, throwing these karma phalas at me. Before I can even get up, you are making me fall down again. Oh, dreaded one. So the one with dreadlocks and the one with locks who is dreadful looking. This is the one dreadful looking is to this jiva. You know, in terms of I, what I see when I see you is my, is the sum total of all my omissions and commissions which have led me to experience hardships in my life. And I see those hardships and that is what is dreadful. You are not dreadful, but you, you represent those hardships. So therefore, I am going to just happily call you dreadful because I can, because it is prayerful to call you dreadful because I am seeing the, uh, there is no subjectivity here because the karma phala is indeed dreadful, samsara is dreadful. I am full of dread, you know, I am fe fearing everything that is all around me. So, th this is a fact. So, kapardinaha dhanuhu, now I am taking stock. This fellow looks dreadful, but then what? The bow is unstrung, the bow is stringless. Vijyam dhanuhu kapardinaha syat, and then what? What's the next thing? Vijyam dhanuhu kapardinaha banavan uta. Banavan means Banaha Asya Stiti Banavan, the one who has arrows. Bana, who is the one who has arrows? Who? No, not Shiva here. The quiver. The quiver is called Banavan. Yeah, that's why I purposely asked that we be clear on this. The quiver is called Banavan because the quiver is the holder of the arrows. So now I am taking stock. Your bow is unstrung. You still look a little scary, but we will get to that later. You know, your bow is unstrung. Wonderful. Check. And then what? You know, then uh, 
Banavan Uttar. Banavan means what? The uh, the quiver is is uh, is Shanta. You know the quiver is also empty. Vishalya. Shalya means arrows. Vishalya. Arrows have gone, arrows have departed from the quiver. Why? Because I told you, make them disappear. You made them disappear. See, my own free will here is affecting how the karma phalas are going to come towards me. Very beautiful. That's why the Rudram gains so much importance that it is the one prayer in the first portion of the Vedas that both sannyasis and karma yogis and grihasthas, vanaprasthis, everyone has to chant. Everyone can chant, you know, this is for everyone, regardless of what end you have in life, this is something to chant. Householders, sannyasis, everybody can chant. This is why, because the karma phala is what is frightening. And through my prayer, I am making the karma phala into a comely, loving presence almost that I can accept. And so, vishalyaha banavan vijyam dhanuhu, so the dhanu is without string. And the quiver is without arrows. Of who? This dreadful looking one, the one with dreadlocks, Kapardinaha. So then, Aneshan. Aneshan is not a modern Sanskrit word. Anashyat, it would be in the modern Sanskrit, meaning um, destroy. Aneshan means destroyed, yeah, in, in the sense of a uh, potential, you know. So this is the Vedic uh, late, late grammar. We are too late for it. That's why it is called late. Yeah. So then, Aneshan Asya, uh, Asya, Aneshan Asya, Eva, uh, Eva, Abhuhu Asya, Nishangadhihi. Aneshan Asya, Eva means they are, they are all uh, destroyed. What is destroyed? The arrows are either hidden or destroyed. That's why the quiver is vishalya, without arrows. So, aneshannasya eva, they are all destroyed, they are not there. They are potentially destroyed. Then, abhuhu, abhuhu means empty. And this is empty. What is empty? Nishangadhihi abhuhu syat. Nishangadhi means the sheath in which the sword is kept. What is that called? That term? Scabbard. Yes. That scabbard where the, in the sheaths because you can't keep you know having the sword around it is very sharp. So you put it in a scabbard in a kind of a case which, which, which is you know which is locked. And so the scabbard also of this kapardin I have checked and then it is empty. <laughs> so all the ayudhas are not in sight at all. I'm liking this Bhagavan very much now. Yeah. Because nothing to hurt me. You know, the, the scabbard is empty, the sword is not there. So he cannot decapitate, you know, me. And then what? He cannot send arrows because the arrows I have made out of sight. And I have done this all with my Shraddha, my Bhakti, my words have so much power because I'm using my will in the correct way. So much for free will. Free will is never free unless you are praying or you are doing reaching out karma. That's that's the only time the will is free. Only two times. Oh, but then when I eat, I eat freely. Do you? <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Because, you know, 
what happens is that you know you, you don't eat freely because the, the the food the you know even though it's such a mundane activity it is it is based on it's based on the helplessness survival plus so many other things you know food represents childhood food represents so many things food represents sadness sometimes people eat more when they are sad and the other people don't eat at all when they are sad both you know so there is no free will even around food there is no free will because there is a certain habitual pattern around the everyday activities so the free will is completely under the vasha under the vasha means what under the 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 whole spell of raga and dvesha <coughs> so the free will is in prison the raga dveshas have imprisoned the free will and locked up and thrown away the key and what is the free will in going to the mall really raga dveshas took you to the mall <coughs> raga dveshas went shopping you didn't go shopping in fact you didn't even want to so the strong preferences went shopping the strong preferences decided what you're going to eat the strong preferences decided where you are going to go or not and so really what free will only when you pray why because you are not p r e y i n g yes <laughs> you are actually free to not pray correct no but if somebody is desperate they will pray not necessarily sometimes desperate people go rob a bank yeah they need not pray the more desperate you are the more the chances of becoming a desperado yeah <laughs> you need not pray but when you pray then it becomes a new karma which creates a certain kind of what inoculation against the old karma that's what it is because the old karma has two kinds of effects seeing you know drishta phalam immediate and then what is the other one adrishta adrishta means unseen you know just because i gave somebody shelter and helped them you know i can't say when is that going to come back to me <laughs> can't say that it's like this man who ate some really spicy what is that called is peanuts you know very much he just without thinking he kept on eating and then you know everything was burning and then what he did was he raided his freezer and then ate some ice cream antidote and then he had heartburn and then he said where is the ice cream and only he in his mind he thought that the chilly peanuts are coming and troubling him so then he said come on ice cream where are you <laughs> you know, that's not how it works whether in the food or in the action so the karma phala you do the karma and the karma phala is in the hands of bhagavan that's why you have to make him unstring the bow and only let the good karmas come the next line will say please let only the good karmas come so you can't say i want you know i had done some good accidentally yesterday and so i want that phala right now won't happen that's why it's called adrishtam means you don't even know when it happens it will happen that's what it is so then when the good karma is done when punya is done and and uh, praying is punya why because in that time you are using the free will freely this is the one of the rare times that the free will is not hijacked by the strong preferences 
You are using the free will so freely, and therefore, what happens? So, therefore, here the it, it inoculates one against the viruses of the papa, because that papa is also adrishtam, correct? Because I don't know when it's coming. Huh? So, this adrishtam goes and kills off or mitigates or if possible completely neutralizes that adrishtam. So the unstringing of Bhagavan's bow is an instant response to my prayer where which all the duritas are neutralized. This is what I am seeing. Yes, he is still dreadful looking, full of dreadlocks and everything. But you know what? I am no longer afraid. I am no longer afraid. Why? Because the the scabbard is empty. Let him carry the case. No problem. I am not afraid because I have already peeked in it and seen that the sword is gone and the quiver is empty and the rest of the arrows he had in his hand, I have made them disappear. So this my prayer, the power of my prayer is such that, you know, and all this is, you know, my own karma phala. I have been an agent in modifying through this prayer. It's fantastic. Very, very nice. So no longer, why me? Yeah. And so the prayer in a mature mind starts to say, why not me? If it has to happen to someone. Yeah, so the why me becomes, why not me? No problem, you know, because I have the strength to keep up with this. So, Aneshanasya Abhuhu, Abhuhu, empty. The, the, the arrows are destroyed or hidden. And then, Nishangadhihi means the case in which the sword is kept, the scabbard. Okay? Yate hetir me dhushta mahaste. Yate hetir me dhushta mahaste. Babhuva te dhanuhu. Babhuva te dhanuhu. Tayasman. Tayasman. Vishwatasvama yakshmaya. Vishwatasvama yakshmaya. Vishwatasvama yakshmaya Paribhuja Paribhuja means protect Protect from all sides Protect from all sides Who He Meedhushtama We saw Meedhvas The indeclinable And then Meedhvams And it is made into a Meedhvams Meedhvas has been made into a declinable word. And what does that mean? The one who is the giver of all what? Desires. A fulfiller. The instant fulfiller of all desires. This is fantastic. And here, first I was afraid of this Bhagavan because I, I thought from my own immaturity that all these arrows of outrageous fortune are being flung at me. And then what? By the power of my own correct thinking and maturity, I unstrung the bow through my own shraddha, through my own reverence, through my own uh, prayers. I managed to unstring the bow. I managed to ward off the calamitous papas from unfolding. Either they are held in abeyance or they are completely neutralized or they are mitigated. Whatever it is, now I am in a place of strength, correct? And then I am even more mature in this mantra to say Kapardin has been transformed into Vidhushtama. 
the most pleasing wish granting one think about it yeah ah no longer scary no longer frightening hey meerushtama oh you one oh the one who always never disappoints the devotees the one who grants all the wishes if they ask if they ask very very uh, reverentially the one who grants all this hey meerushtama and this is so it is a vocative case directly addressing bhagavan as the pleasing boon giver meedhushtama and yate yate hetihi hetihi means weapons haste babhuva te dhanuhu so all these uh, you know arrows and bow etc that are there in your hand you know now those uh, the bow and all the unstrung bow the, what is that unstringing the unstringing is snapping any connection between me and the karma phala that is the unstringing by my reverence and prayer but the bow is still there the arrows are still there out of sight but here i'm using my free will again to request bhagavan to become a blessing and protective presence now i'm not afraid of the bow because it's protecting me so first it was what directed at me now it is protecting me from ayakshma yakshma so this is not a nice sounding word yeah yakshma means sickness disease death all kinds of horrible things you know like a plague and all what are they generally called epi epidemics Uh, not even epidemics pandemics like this meaning there is no way that one will not get it this is what is called see the pandemics and these uh, things like drought where, where everybody dies this is what is called yakshma so now hey meedhushtama oh you please countenance to one pleasing countenance one one who is a source of blessing now you can pick up your arrow and bow again because now i have made you into my personal bodyguard yes you are please you know i have hired you now and appointed you nominated you as my bodyguard just for a little naivedya every day you are going to work for me yeah you are going to work in my prayer in my favor yeah because of my prayer and i'm just going to keep some cashews and raisins in front of you yeah like that's you know that's fine no problem and you know you are my you are my security system i have i have my own personal security why because finally with great grace and after a lot of difficulty i have seen bhagavan as such it has taken the end of the anuvaka 13 mantras you know and two visits here to be able to, <laughs> to be able to see bhagavan not as a frightening face but as a, as my own security the ultimate source of security this is a not a small thing this is a big leap of wisdom here uh, my own wisdom here wisdom doesn't mean gnana that gnana is coming but here the gnanam is a relative word here what kind of gnanam the gnanam to settle accounts with ishvara this is what pujya swami ji calls settling accounts with ishvara because i cannot settle accounts with each and every person in the jagat 
So I settle accounts with one and only source of the Jagat one time. You know, it's a process. So settling accounts means removing the, the calamitous veil of subjectivity from my eyes and not seeing Bhagavan as someone frightening. Why? Because what is frightening is my own karmakala. All I have to do is look in the mirror and I can say eek because this karma bhalas, if there was a mirror that reflects all the karma bhalas, I will be scared of myself. That's what I am. I'm actually frightened of myself and I think that Bhagavan, since he is karma bhaladata, poor thing. You know, it's like a, a ticketing person, you know, the, the, the one who, where you park extra uh, time and you haven't fed the meter and then they come and write the ticket. Nobody likes them. Yes. <laughs> no one likes them. Even the most patient person will frown at them. Poor things, they are just doing their job. You know, it's not that he or she is writing the ticket because they have some personal vengeance against you. They don't even know you. They just see a parked car without money there. That's all. And that's what they are supposed to do. But you come in a hurry and they have already written the ticket and made it in triplicate and then you know, it's too late for them to retract it and you demand that they retract it, they say, no, it's like a released arrow, can't retract it. And you, did, did you do wrong or not? And you know, grudgingly you say, yeah, but it was only five minutes, doesn't matter how many minutes it was, did you, did you violate this or not? Yes. Okay, grudgingly you grit your teeth and say yes. And so you get the ticket and you give them a very bad look for thing. You know? What did they do? This is the most this job has no job satisfaction. Really. It's the only job. Compare it to the postal carrier, everyone smiles when they see the postal carrier coming. Even if the person is bringing the ticket which has come in the mail, still you smile at the postal carrier. This is not fair. Yeah. Both are government employees, you know. Both are certain, you know, both are earthly devatas, so to speak, and uh, you know, they bring, they bring what they are supposed to bring. They bring your own karma phala, whatever you have done, they bring for that. And so here, you know, in the beginning, the Bhagavan is seen as a ticketer. Yeah, you don't like the sight of this person. Of course, you have violated the laws, but you don't like this person coming and handing you, please pay $50. $50? I could have paid 50 cents. Yes. You should have, but you did not. Yeah. <laughs> so now you have to pay fifty dollars. Why? I'm going to fight it in court. Be there. They are least bothered. Go ahead. You know. Go ahead. You can fight it wherever you want. You can scream on the top of your voice. Nothing will change. This is happening. So the the, the parking person is just a karma phala data, correct? Yeah. So do is Bhagavan. That's why Bhagavan is karma phala data is feared and dreaded because of this. But when I am able to have the maturity that yes, I did make a mistake and yes, it had to come in this way, I see it coming, you know, then what? I pray. I say, please, I know I have done this wrong. Please help me. I am helpless here. And you know, the helplessness is converted into a conscious prayer for seeking help from that source which is what? The source of even the parking ticket person. Yeah, parking ticket person is Chitra Gupta here. Chitra Gupta hands out the tickets, yeah. The first Gupta ji, 
Yeah, that's why he's called Gupta because no one else knows what's in the account. Yeah. Even now, the accountants are Guptas. Yeah. We don't know, you know, so that like this. So the accounts are uh, are kept very secret from the very jiva whose accounts they are. Even I don't know my own accounts. This is the, the ultimate and the first, the, you know, Gupta, really. So this Chitragupta is the parking ticket fellow and then you can't get mad at him. You have to go to his boss, which is Bhagavan, which is Rudra. And you say to Lord Rudra, untie that string. Yes, I know I had it coming. Please help me. I am helpless. I am frightened. Please transform this. And then suddenly you keep seeing the, the immediate, the drishtapala of this prayer is that Bhagavan starts to look different. From this mad cross-looking parking ticket guy, he is now starting to look very happy and he seems to be the bearer of good news like the postal, like the innocent postal carrier. And what has transformed him is my own prayer, my own objective understanding and the reduction of my subjectivity. That's all it is. So karma phala data, yes, but now I am strong and my own prayer has disarmed him, you know. It's like sometimes you pray even when the parking person is coming towards you, oh please, let me reach the car before they do. Yeah, this is the prayer. You are also running and you had a very heavy lunch. So you can imagine the, the you know, even the, even the snail and the tortoise can overtake you. You, you feel, get that feeling. You're really heavy and you're kind of waddling at best to the parking lot and you're just very frightened. Oh, please let me reach before that fellow or that felly reaches. And then Bhagavan says, Chalo, Chalo. And then somebody catches hold of that person, who the ticket giver, and says, How do I get to this particular street? I'm lost. And so the ticket person, you know, Finally, one person is not mad at me. Ha! Ah, let me have a normal conversation, like a normal person. Because usually people say, why did you do this? Why are you doing this? Always people are mad at me. Let me feel good. So the person, you know, the ticketing person is giving first time, not giving ticket, and feeling useful and needed, waxes eloquent how to go to this place. And then by the time you have reached your car and driven off from there. <laughs> And then suddenly Bhagavan doesn't look so bad anymore, does he? <laughs> hey, me Dhushtama, oh you wish-fulfiller of the universe. <laughs> and you have helped me. And what? You know, whatever those... Uh, and actually you have protected me. Hey, look at that. Those arrows and the bow, I was so eager to unstring. It came of use. Yeah. It, with that bow, you held this fellow back. And you, you, you know, conjured up this lost entity who wanted, uh, you know, guidance and you made this ticketing person into a GPS, into a life conscious GPS. Wonderful! So actually, now I'm having a new idea, O oh Bhagavan, what, now can you protect me like this every time Then I'm not afraid of, you know, because every security has to have some weaponry, otherwise how, how is the, all the obstacles and all going to be voided? I want you to be Spider-Man, Superman, whatever it is. I want you to be, act on my behalf. I am retaining you as my security. And then Bhagavan doesn't feel offended. You know, 
Lakshmi might say to Vishnu, what, how this person is talking? Are you going to let him get away with it? Don't worry. Their heart is in the right place. Lord Vishnu says, even though their expression is not very polished, they, they mean the right thing. They are still seeking for the ultimate security. Let's just humor them. I have already told you, O oh Lakshmi, don't take the human beings too seriously. This is what the whole thing is. No. So, I here see Bhagavan as my only first ultimate and then a process of growth. Ultimate and only source of security. Before the security was all local security. This is what? The ultimate and primal security. This is how I grow. I see Bhagavan as a blessing presence who is working on my own behalf. And so the arrows, the, the, the sheath, the sword are no more entities that frighten me. Because they are all mine, you know. This is This is now my person. And I am not afraid of my security guard. No. Other people have to be afraid. As they approach me, they are approaching me, they have to get scared. Not me, because now all these weapons are being used for me. Why? Because I prayed for it. Parit Bhuja, protect me. How? Vishpataha, from everything, all around. Vishpataha means all around. You know? Parit Bhuja, Purastat, Paschatat, Uttaratat. Dakshinatat, Urdhvatat. Yeah. Have you heard this? Pranapati. Ah, very good. That's where we say this. Protect me from the front. Oh, then the back is left out. Protect me from the back. Ava Paschataat, Ava Purastaat, Ava Uttarataat, Ava Dakshinataat. Same thing. Protect me from above, from below, and what? In between the above and below, in between up and down, in between in the cardinal directions, which are the non-cardinal directions, southwest, northeast, wherever anything is, any obstacle, any my own karma phala coming, running at me. You please protect me, you ward off all the obstacles. Obstacles are what? My own karma phala. So first, Bhagavan represents my karma phala and then through my prayer becomes a blessing presence to fight against those karma phalas. Fantastic. You know, very nice. Further, Vishwataya Asman, Asman means us. Yeah. Guard us on all sides, protect from all sides. Ayakshmaya, Itham Bhute, Trithiya. So, Ayakshmaya means in the form of good health. This is very important to know. You know, the health is a big downer. Yeah. Or the lack thereof. Because this is the thing <laughs> that can come in the way of Shravana. Suddenly, when you are going to Vedanta class only, you don't feel well. You know, this <laughs> I think people are familiar with this syndrome, whatever it's called. Nameless syndrome of falling sick before class. And uh, you know, this is a real thing. It happens. You see, whether it is physical vyadhi or mano vyadhi, it doesn't matter. Vyadhi it is. Vyadhi means affliction. Or coming to the class and sleeping, you know. Yeah. 
At home, I'm an insomaniac. Okay? Yeah. I don't get any sleep at all. And that's why some people come to class because uninterrupted sleep comes. I have heard that in Vedanta class, the best sleep comes. Now, this is Lord Krishna's blessing. Did you know that? Yeah. This is Lord Krishna's blessing. Because Krishna gives everything whoever wants. And so, the goddess of sleep, Gudaka Devi, approached Lord Krishna and said, everybody has a place. And this human being is so restless all the time, doing this, that, you know, cut-put all the time. And then, where will I stay? Because the moment I go and sit somewhere, that fellow wakes up. And uh, I don't have a place. Everybody has a place. Even the bed bug has a place. That's why it's in the bed. It's called bed bug. And I don't have a place. And Krishna felt very sorry. But then Krishna has to grant the desire without, you know, disturbing the setup. Correct? And so Krishna said, wherever there is Harikatha, wherever there is Vedanta, you go there. <laughs> to Mudhar jao, and then nobody will disturb you. And to this day, you know, so Gudaka Devi visits all the Vedanta classes because that is her mainstay. Yeah. So you have to work against that, yeah, you have to pray. So this is what it is. So we are talking about health and other obstacles. These are all the other obstacles that come in Shravana. I was awake for everything, but I fell asleep when? When Tattvamasi, the main, final and the main message was being taught. Mahavakya time? <laughs> no, this is a karmaphala. This is my, this is my own papa. Yes. This is, you know, and it's a very mixed bag because whenever there is sleep, there is punya, correct? Because of punya only I can sleep. Yeah, but then it is also papa. You know, some, some things are like that. It's papa and punya simultaneously, like mosquito bite. Mosquito bite is papa, correct? But you're also earning punya because it's a pregnant mosquito that bites. So you're donating a little blood. Yeah, that's all it is, so that you can lay its eggs properly. So you are donating the blood and then you are also being bitten. Same thing with sleep. Sleep is punya, is an expression of punya, but it is also a manifestation simultaneously of papa. This is what it is. So here I am asking for protection from these kinds of mixed bags, the simultaneous deployment of a papa punya arrows coming and I am asking for protection because these are not things I can handle on my own. So, Ayakshmaya means in the form of the blessing of consistency, health and, and strength. This is what it is. In the form of this, please come with all your Ayudhas. And if I fall asleep, give me one in the back. Wake up. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up. Utho. Like this. So, then you be, so this Ayakshma is no longer there in my life. Yakshma also is poverty. Not just poverty uh, physical, but poverty spiritual. Yeah, that the scarcity mentality is yakshma. Very sad. And the scarcity mentality is not because I don't have. Because I have, I still feel insecure. That even though I have or don't have, I feel insecure. That is yakshma. So banish all these away. For you, it's just a few things with the arrows and you know, do your thing. But act on, the, on my behalf. 
So all the papas are vanquished and only the punyas remain and you become a blessing presence in my life. <coughs> Namaste Asvayu Namaste Asvayu Namaste Asvayu Dhaya Namaste Asvayu Dhaya Anathathaya Anathathaya Drishnave Drishnave Namaste Asvayu Dhaya Anathathaya Drishnave Very correct. Do it again. <coughs> Namaste Asvayudhaya Nathadaya Drishnave Ubhabhyam Utate Namo Ubhabhyam Utate Namo Bhavubhyam Tabhadhanvani Bhavubhyam Tabhadhanvani Very good. Ubhabhyam Utate Namo Namaste Astu. And to whom? Who am, whom am I saluting here? Ayudhaya. I am saluting to all your weaponry. Why? Because now it is protecting me. Kya problem hai? Nothing. Namaskar to your weapons. Yeah. Because now they are all working for me. They are not working against me. So one big salutations to all these blessed weapons which are a blessing presence in my life. Ayudhaya namaha te, te ayudhaya to your weaponry, to your arsenal. I, I bow down in the face of your arsenal. Why? Because it represents your might, your all might, all strength, all power which I don't have and without which I cannot live and lead my life. So therefore, a big salutation because I am incapable of running my life. You know, I am incapable of doing anything. But there, there is your whole arsenal. All this weaponry is so wonderful. And what is happening is that all of them I am, you know, totally, totally happy with. Totally, totally surrendered to. I am surrendered to all the weapons. Namaste. Astva astu ayudhaya. What kind of weapons? Anatataya. Tataya means, you know, the, the, the ones who are strung and ready and directed at me. Anatataya means disarmed weapons. Detonated landmines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they are good for keeping in museums and looking at and feeling good. Yes, this is part of the history. And so the jiva looks at the arsenal of Bhagavan. Oh look, I used to be scared of it. Now I can visit these karma phalas without any fear. They are there. Anatataya. And here again I use a harsh word for Bhagavan. Drishnave. Same, um, same pratyaya. Pratyaya means for suffix. Same suffix as Vishnu. Ishnuch. Vishnu, Jishnu 
and Drishnuhu. Ishnuch means the one who is the agent of whatever action that is preceding it and agent all the time. That is what it is. Unflailingly the agent. So, Vish is, Vish means the one who enters everything, all pervasive. Vishnuhu. You know, Jishnuhu, the one who is conquers of everything from G to conquer. And Drish means the one who is a cruel striker. Ah, Drishnu. The one who is very crafty, clever and also cruel. It's that combination is called Drishnu. In each other tradition you can vent out your frustrations like this time. Yeah. Which other tradition? Not possible. So any bad feelings I have about my own karma life and I ask Bhagavan, how could you do this to me? I say, hey Drishnave, you know, you unto this Drishnu. Namaha, unto this which is a terrible face of my own karma, my namaskar, you know, unto this, hey Drishnu, unto this Drishnu, namaskar, until, unto the one who is ready to strike, who is ready to give the karma phala, I liquidate this, how, I conquer over this, because you know, when you bow down to something frightening, then nothing happens, you know. When you surrender, nothing happens. I was telling just two days ago that the, the uh, you know, this one uh, lion maimed the mother monkey. Where was I talking? Eugene. This lion maimed the mother monkey. And the monkey, you know, had a baby, you know. And this monkey limped away somewhere and was presumed dead or lost, whatever it is. Small two-day-old baby. And everybody, all these National Geographic photographers, are looking very anxiously, this lion is going to have this monkey, baby monkey for dessert. You know, this is just food. And the more it moves, the more this big cat thinks it is a prey. That's why you should be very still when you encounter mountain lion, etc. You have to be very still because if you move, anything that moves, they catch. That is their programming, you know. So here this, you know, this monkey, baby monkey is baby monkey. It's, you know, it is looking inside the ear of the lion. It's looking like this. And then it's, it's looking inside the mane. And then picking some lice and eating the lice. And then it is, you know, playing with the tail of the lion. And this lion kept completely quiet. Didn't do anything. Two days it looked after it. After that it didn't even let anyone else come. It looked after it completely. And even started to drag it from place to place wherever it went. And then they finally rescued it when it went to drink some water in the in a little watering hole. They, they finally rescued it. You know, and then they made it run away to its and the I'm the monkey, baby monkey thought this is a new mama. That's all it is. You know, because the baby monkey was totally surrendered, totally trusting. And so even the most inimical force, when you surrender, what? Becomes a source of blessing, it cannot harm you. So here, my own Karmapalas are the Drishnu. Yes, they are a terrible face which is ascribed to the Lord. Just like I get mad at the parking attendant or whatever, the parking meter person. So I ascribe this face because I am afraid to call them my own Karmapalas and face them. And then what do I do? I say, Namaste Astu, you know, Astu. You know, what? Namaste as to whom? You know, first for all the Ayudhas. What kind of Ayudhas? Unstrung bows 
blunted arrows, empty quivers, empty scabbard, blunt sword, namaste. They have all been neutralized. They are in fact a source of blessing. And then namaste also to the user of the arrows who is Drishnu. The one who is very clever knows I can't you know, hide the karma phalas from this person. I can cheat myself, I can cheat others, you know, but I can't fool Bhagavan. And so he is Drishnu because very clever, doesn't make a mistake, very calculated moves, infallible moves and cruel from the standpoint of my own, uh, 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 from the standpoint of my own, uh, you should have also read this. Ah. From the standpoint of my own karma bhalas, this was one of them. And uh, <laughs> so, from the standpoint of my own prarabdha, this Bhagavan is Drishnu because look at my scary life. Look at this one has frozen now, you have to do something. It, it didn't like it. So, uh, ask them if they can still give. And, uh, uh, you know, so, the, you know, my, look at my frightening life. You know, not only I am frightened, but people around me also, when they look at my life and all that is happening, they get even more frightened and they run away. So, this is what is Drishnu. But then when I say Namaste, what does Drishnu become? Vishnu. This is what it is. I convert Drishnu, this cruel striking Bhagavan, into all-pervasive Lord of a blessing presence. Then Ubhabhyam Utate Namaha. So for both of your Bahus, Bahubhyam, Ubhabhyam, Harder, Utala, I, I say Namaskar to your arms. Why? Because they own and they hold these bows and arrows. And arms signifies what? Karmendriyas. So Bhagavan doing karma means giving my karma phala, that is only his job or protecting me. And so therefore what? Namaste to your arms. He's winding up, the whole thing is winding up because in the beginning also we said Namaste to the arms and the bows but here it is from a place of understanding, <coughs> there it was from a place of immaturity. Kubhabhyam Bhabhubhyam Utate Namaha Tavadhanvane Api Namaha To your bow Namaha To your arrow Namaha and so, are we, are we to understand that the Hindus worship inanimate objects like bow, arrow, etc.? No. These are all extensions of Bhagavan. They are just the form and function of Bhagavan. The, the bow is not separate from you. The arrow is not separate from you. And I am worshipping all these aspects of you, which here to, hitherto I was afraid of. I am worshipping it, meaning I am surrendering to them in the process I am you know, when I surrender to the limitless, all the limitations go away. Utate, yeah, and then this last one is the best mantra. Is it the last one? Yes. Yeah, this is really the best. And even before we chant it, I want to give a little introduction to this mantra. Fantastic. And people living in Georgia will appreciate this very much. Because in the southern states, we have this, uh, this chicken shop, you know, sorry to bring in a non-vegetarian example, but we have this chicken shop, chick filly, what do you mean? Chick filly. Yeah, this chick And then some of the advertisements are very amusing. What they have, they don't say anything about chicken at all. They have these uh, two cows which have spots on them 
And then there are uh, 3D cows, animated cows, somewhere in a holding, in a big holding. And then one cow is standing, the other cow is standing on top of that cow. And uh, those are horrible spellers. They make lot of, <laughs> write the S backwards and they make lot of spelling mistakes. And then the cow is writing, beef is bad for health. Yeah. yeah, don't eat red meat, another one. Yeah, when was the last time you had chicken and the chicken is spelled, the C is backwards and the chicken is misspelled like this, you know. So this is a very innovative way of getting people to come to their shop, which is a chick fil only. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, so somewhere in the bottom this chick fil shop name is written. It's a very innovative way, correct? Because you, you you make the cows work for you, and then <laughs> yeah, and and you, you make the cows business, and, and the cows are are being are redirecting what may come to them, you know. Yeah, in one another one we said in another one I saw just briefly. I don't know why they did not do it more often. This was very nice because the cows are sitting down here on beach chairs and they are sipping some nice things because they are very happy that everybody has is starting to eat chicken, so they are spared. <laughs> yeah. And these chick fil people must have, you know, uh, got this from the last mantra of the first Anuvaka of the Veda. In the same vein, here we are asking Bhagavan, you have all your uh, weaponry, don't direct it at me, direct it at someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and on that grand note, the Anuvaka ends. Let us chant it and let us see it very in detail. Parite Dhanmano Parite Dhanmano Hete Rasman Hete Rasman Vrnaktu Vishwataha Vrnaktu Vishwataha Parite Dhanmano Hete Rasman Vrnaktu Vishwataha Some swaras did not come out properly. Parite dhan, no, after me, after me. Parite dhanmano hete rasman brenakto vishvataha. Parite dhanmano hete rasman brenakto vishvataha. Better. Atho yadeshodhista bhare. separate, so to, together it is parivrinaktu. Vrinaktu means choose, you know, may you choose. Parivrinaktu means opposite, avoid. Parivrinaktu means avoid. So what is there to avoid here? Parivrinaktu, you know, what? Hetihi, you know, hetihi means weaponry, the, the, the things that are being discharged from the bow, arrows, missiles, etc. So the hetihi, weaponry, that is coming from what? Dhanvanaha, of the, of the dhanu, 
everything that is coming from the bow, missiles are there, you know, all kinds of things, whatever you are throwing from this bow, Parivrinaktu, may they avoid me, you know, may they not come to me. And if they don't come to me, where will they go? I will send them to my enemies. <laughs> yeah. And we will see that more clearly. It's a little, otherwise it will sound a little troubling. You know, I'll send them to my enemies means what, you know? Yeah, enemies are all our own people. Ragas, Vejas, obstacles, karma phalas, those are the enemies. <coughs> so, parivrinaktu, may they avoid me, you know? Varite dhanmanaha hetihi asmal. May they avoid all of us. Vrinaktu. Atha, u, indeed now, what? Ishudhihi. Ishudhihi means the holder of the arrows, the bow, etc. You know, tava, your arrows, are. Are means arihi, inimical beings. You know, Asman, are, are, nidhehi. Nidhehi means place these weaponry, direct these weaponry, not to me, not to me, not to us, but towards our inimical forces that stop us from achieving what we want. Our own ragatveshas, our own fears, our own subjectivity, our own terrors, destroy that. Don't destroy me. Don't destroy my chances for this knowledge. Don't destroy anything except, you know, what the ignorance. This is an enemy. It's inimical to me. And forget, somebody may say, I'm hardly interested in this knowledge. Why do you keep talking about this knowledge all the time? You know, okay, what are you interested in? I want money. Let's just be very clear. I want lottery. I want money. Okay, how are you going to get the money? You know, even in dream, you're not winning a lottery. Because that, that bad the karma is, you know. <laughs> At least win it in a dream now. Because I always wake up before the last number is called. This is the karma. <laughs> You know, so how are you going to win it in real life? Even in the dream, this, even in the dream prarabdha, you cannot win this. What to talk about the waking prarabdha, correct? And so therefore what, therefore my prayer is that something is off. My karma is not cooperating here. Why? Because there are obstacles created by me in previous lives, correct? Previous lives, perhaps I stole someone's money. Yeah, lots of it. That's why I have this and I dangled it in front of them. I promised I will return and I never return. Yeah, I thought I got away. But now I have this recurring dream of almost winning the lottery. That is my punishment. You know, yeah, one part of it. The other parts, that's the tip of the iceberg. Other things are there later on. You know, which will make my ship wreck. Yeah, so this is what the whole thing is. And so therefore, here, I have to say that this is this is my enemy. Why? Because I want to be successful in life. I want to have money. I want to have power. I want to have fame. I want to have everything. I want to have a little bit of moksha also in the middle of all this. <laughs> yeah. And all this I want. I want a full plate. And then what? And all these aris are there. Under confidence. Ari. Enemy. You know, and then what? Too much bragging, too much overconfidence, enemy. I know everything, enemy. Inimical forces within myself, my own mind is an enemy. You know, manahi, manaha, hi, manushyanam, 
Karanam bandha moksha yoho. The mind can be a friend and help me to free myself and get moksha or the mind can be an enemy and further tie myself up in all kinds of wrong notions. Depression, sorrow, anger, all these things are my enemies. So why don't you destroy this, destroy the underconfidence, destroy the feeling that I am a failure, destroy the notion of incompleteness, destroy the feeling that I can never get ahead in life instead of destroying my chances to get ahead. Destroy these, these are the enemies. So direct your weaponry at them because these weaponry will be discharged. So slowly since Bhagawan is straight at me, what I am doing, I am turning Bhagawan to face you know, a little away from me, me means here the witness or consciousness, the observer and, and then what? Because I have through my emotional maturity gained some space between me and my issues. Yeah, all my core issues. I have made them into the enemy and I see that they are inimical, they are coming in the way of my pursuits and I say, Bhagavan, please take care of that. Yeah, not me, directly there. Yeah, just like the cows are saying, don't eat us. Eat these, you know, overpopulated, too many chickens. Eat them, don't eat us. In the same way, here, don't direct against me because, you know, I am not the problem here. Why? Because I am you. You are Satchidananda, oh Bhagavan, I am also Satchidananda. How can you, Bhagavan, be against yourself? It is not possible. So the arrows are directed not against Atma, but against Anatma. Ah, that Anatma, that non-I that comes in the way of understanding this I and gaining whatever I want. Om Namaste Asma Bhagavan Vishveshwarad Mahadeva Yatrim It is a later on added, but in con according to convention, we chant it after the first Anuvaka, which has, if you will agree, has been a mouthful and an earful, and it has, you know, uh, and it has taken a long time to finish, and justifiably so. So then, this Namaste is just to see Bhagavan in all the, it's a recapitulation of Bhagavan in all the forms that we have seen so far and then doing one big namaskara before proceeding further. It's a very beautiful shloka and whenever I come again, we will take it up. Okay? Om Shanti Dasha goes down. Yeah. In the other one, Om Shanti 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 After Sahana Vatu, here, 
And that act, whether I give, donate some blankets or donate some money or go there, part of the Red Cross or whatever it is, donate blood, whatever it is, or I'm a doctor and go there and uh, work under very difficult trying conditions. So what I'm doing is things that I need not do because nobody is putting a, you know, big uh, stick on my head and saying, if you don't do this, you'll be fired from the job. If you don't do this, I will not speak to you. Nobody is saying that. But here is where I do it out of the sheer joy of my own empathy. Because I want to put my empathy into action. So this reaching out karma called purta karma, it's an ishta karma. Ishta karma means yajna, puja, etc. I do it because of the, the will is free. So the will is not coming under the spell of Rakadveshas. Even if I say I have to do it because it's my nitya karma, the will is still free. Like Pradosha Puja, same thing, will is free. Yeah. Which when is that? Tomorrow. Five o'clock, right here. Don't go anywhere else. Yeah. Here we are having Pradosha Puja. I'm also planning to come. I'm also planning to attend. <coughs> Any other questions? Nidram is supposed to make you face your own fears and calm them. Outgrow them. Calm them in the beginning, but then outgrow them eventually. Yes. I become bigger than my fears. So I have outgrown the fears. Nice questions. Anything else? Can you give a glimpse of the remaining 11 workers? Yeah, it's more of the same. But you know, it will go a little faster because we have had this background now. So it will go a little faster. And the other thing is that in the next uh, anuva, few anuvakas, the word namaha comes at the beginning at the end of the sentence, each sentence. Namo hiranya bahave se nanye jishan chapataye namaha. Ah, namaha comes on both sides. So that namaha is very important because when you count, there are I think 300 namahas. And so these namahas are coming before and after the namas, correct? And so what they are doing is that they are protecting the namas from any kind of vitiation, even the mental vitiation of any hubris, you know, what is that, pride, etc. Because I'm constantly saying namaha. And then if you really want to do this properly, they say that whenever you hear namaha, you have to do a total namaskara. So 300 namaskaras every day, if nothing, one will be slim and trim. Yeah. And very healthy. So that is one thing. And of course everybody cannot do that. So Ashtanga namaskara means like a push-up, you know. Yeah. For each 300 push-ups, you know, that's not a small thing. So therefore, people of course, you know, human beings are the experts, you know, PhDs in shortcuts. So then the shortcut is, 11, after the end of every chapter, I will bow down. So it is, uh, the glimpse means, now first Anuvaka, we have spent a lot of time seeing Bhagavan uh, in a very close and not very pleasant form, which is my own karma bhala, correct? And in the next few, and uh, the next several Anuvakas, we will see Bhagavan as the truth of everything in the Jagat, as the trees, as the wind, as the, you know, seasons and everything. Everything is you alone. Even the cut purse, you know, in Anuvaka, 
three, the person, the person who is, what is that? Relieving you, relieving you of inst, you know, instantly of your belongings, is seen as the giver of vairagya. Yeah, yeah. Because if the cut cut purse wasn't there, then I would not know how to say namaha. I would not surrender to you. So all these nocturnal beings, Taskara, Taskara means thief, Naktancharaha, in, in the third Anumaka you read, you will really laugh from this standpoint. You know, the things that move around only at night, snakes, scorpions, you know, serial killers, everyone. You know, may I see all of them as an avatara of you. And if they are directed against me, that means they will be preparing me to relate to you and to understand you as the truth of myself. This is, this is not for the faint of heart. This is actually a very mature and sophisticated prayer that unfolds Ishvara as the immanent and the transcendental cause of the universe. That's what the next Anuvakas say. And I am relating to it from the language of Namaha. Other questions? Yes. Yeah. Uh, in terms of clarification from Atman, with respect to a lot of misconceptions or whatever on what I hear or ideas from here and Atma the Atman is a black box. Black box? Yeah. That's the first time I've heard that. Yeah. No, I'm just no you're just making that up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's the responsibility of Atman mm. to deliver us moksha. No, no, no. Keeps back no, no, no. Atma cannot give moksha because Atma is mukta. Atma is not the doer. Yeah, Atma doesn't need moksha. And, uh, you know, so they, neither does the body. Body is inert. Body doesn't say, I'm bound, I'm fat, I'm thin, I'm tall. The body doesn't have complexes. So the one who is saying I am bound needs moksha, that is the ahankara which is owning up the body-mind as me. Okay? Atma is that which upholds the ahankara and which delivers one from the ahankara also. Delivers not as an actor, in the sense that the ahankara has to first say namaha and understand its place in the universe and relate to Bhagavan and then what? Become uh, through the punya karma, become ready for knowledge. And in this readiness for knowledge, desire the knowledge because actions don't free the person because the actions cannot free, actions are finite and what I want is the infinite. So the finite actions cannot produce the infinite. The infinite is not being not a product. It's not a product, it is myself. So the distance between myself and the infinite is not, you know, space or time. It is my own ignorance. So the ignorance has to be corrected, the teacher has to be approached and consistently I have to do shravanam, I have to listen. And the more I listen, the habitual patterns and the jagged rock, rocky edges of my personality are smoothed over by the flowing water of the Ganga-like teaching and then what happens? I become like a Shivalinga at the end of the teaching. Everything is smooth. So the personality drops, only the person is there, yeah, and that person is Bhagavan. So that is Atma, Atma is Bhagavan, yeah. But he's, aren't all Atmas the same? Yes, the I in me and the I in you is one, yeah, one and the same. So I can objectify your body, you can objectify my body, I can perhaps objectify your mind, 
you know, if I were a psychic, I could say, okay, what is Nate thinking right now? I can think about it. But I can't objectify Atma. Why? Because I am that Atma. It is not an object, because if it is an object, it would come under the threefold limitation of time, space and object-wise limitations. It is the very nature of the subject, the truth, the content of the subject, which is why it is free of all limitations. So I cannot know it as an object, but I need not know it as an object because it is self-evident. Are you here? Yes. Yes. See, the answers are coming faster and faster. <laughs> Nowadays, nobody is looking at the significant other. How should I answer? <laughs> so that means the Vedanta is going in. That I am is a self-evident uh, proposition. What I am, don't ask the next question because I'll ask how much time you have. If anybody asks, what are you? I'm guilty, I'm hurt, I'm an idiot. This is the mistake. The mistake is removed. It's not that knowledge is poured into the head. The mistake is removed and the eye shines. That mistake is called Anyatha Grahanam. First is Agrahanam, not understanding. You know, and this Agrahanam, we have to be very careful. It's not the absence of Jnana. It's not the absence of knowledge because that's a very tricky proposition to say that it is absence of knowledge because if knowledge is absent, that, may, that means what? Then how, how, how is it present? And then there was another time where it's absent. No. Knowledge always is. And what is ignorance? Ignorance is not the absence of knowledge. It's the it's opposed to knowledge. It's opposite of knowledge. So this viparita, this, this, this opposition is removed. That's what it is. And then when there is no opposition, the knowledge shines. It is. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhinaha Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Makashit Dukkhavabhave Asatoma Sadhamaya Tamasoma Jyotirgamaya Mrityoma Amritangamaya Om Shantisha